Hello everyone, and welcome to Business Announcer. I'm Annabella Liuzzi, and today we have an exclusive interview with Tim Kennedy, the high school basketball coach of NBA Finals champ and Denver Nuggets player Aaron Gordon. Kennedy, who goes by TK to his players and students, has been the head varsity basketball coach at Archbishop Mitty High School in San Jose, California for over 15 years. He coached and mentored Aaron Gordon throughout his high school career and just recently got to witness Gordon winning an NBA Finals in person at Ball Arena. He has played a significant role in Gordon's journey to success, and today we'll discuss how he felt watching that historic victory, what traits made Gordon stand out on and off the court, and Kennedy's own approach to coaching. Enjoy. First of all, how does it feel to have a player that you coached win an NBA championship? Uh, I've told a lot of people it's just it feels surreal and like it's a dream because it's the top of the mountain for basketball. You know, being in the NBA, first of all, is is something special. But to to be at the top of your game, at the top of basketball, at the highest level and win a championship, it's it's indescribable, you know, and, and that's where you see I think a lot of people get taken over with emotion and, uh, you know, seeing Aaron hold that Larry O'Brien trophy it's it's emotional because it's it's the top of the mountaintop there when you were there at the final game in ball arena what emotions were you feeling watching that game and afterwards uh, watching the game you're just living through every possession you know and like a, like a lot of fans do and and as a coach you're just thinking about all the the little things that are going on and you know when Aaron got called for that foul where he got kicked you know and they didn't overturn it it was you know the stress level and uh, anxiousness definitely came out. Uh, but it was exciting just to see both teams really competing at a high level. Wasn't the prettiest offensively, but the tenacity and the, and the grit that both teams showed, is it was fun to watch from that side of it. Um, and then for, for Denver to come out on top was, uh, you know, ecstatic. And then, and then after, it's just, it, it, felt, it felt like a dream just in everything's happening in slow motion with, you know, being able to get down on the floor and, and seeing them up on the podium and being with his family and all his friends. Uh, it's, it's, it's still, I still, you know, getting over it, you know, still trying to like, you know, absorb everything. So it's like a natural high there. Was it obvious to you that Gordon had such high potential and was going to be a star from the beginning? And were there any specific moments that you remember where you were like, oh, this kid is going to really be something? Yeah, well, when I first got the job at, at Mitty, I was uh, I was on campus and he would have been uh, the year of his, it would have been a seventh grade year when it, when he was finishing up seventh grade. And he was at a at a club practice at Archbishop Mitty, and he was playing against uh, eighth and ninth graders. And just the way he moved and you know kind of controlled the game on defense and offense, it jumped off the page. And someone mentioned me; he's only a seventh grader, about to go into eighth. And it was it was very exciting to see because it was like, oh, this guy's probably coming to Archbishop Mitty because his brother went there. So we were excited to see him come. Uh, and then his freshman year, he made the varsity right away. And it was a, a no doubt, you know, they would make no sense for him to play a lower level. Uh, and he dominated at that lower um, as a freshman dominated on the varsity level. Uh, so we knew, we had, you know, he was something special. Uh, didn't know he was 
be all the way to the number four draft pick and, you know, go on to his career. But the, his work ethic and his mindset, it doesn't surprise me at all. What was his work ethic like? It's one of the, one of the, one of the top guys that I've ever dealt with. Um, I like to tell the story when we first had our first meeting as a, when he was a freshman, you know, the first thing we said is that, Hey, I'm not my brother. I'm different. And I might, you know, you might've heard different things about other, other people, but uh, all I want to do is get better. And all, and all I want to do is win. So he's like, that's my focus. And I said, definitely we can work with that. And uh, it was special because we got a chance to play a lot of one-on-one and we're both kind of gym rats. I was younger and just finished up playing myself. So it was fun going on those battles and being able to kind of coach him through. And, and I didn't, and my kid, I only had one, one uh, daughter at the time and my twins were born later in his, in his uh, high school career. But early on, we got to spend a lot of time in the gym together and uh, kind of build that bond and, and uh, connect with, with hoops. And related to what you just said, what's, what's your relationship like with him now? And has it changed since you were coaching him in high school? Yeah, we, we don't speak as much, but every time that they play over at the Warriors, uh, his family and him, they always have tickets for us. Uh, so at the very least, we're seeing them once or twice a year. Uh, during the summers, he's, you know, we're usually connecting. Um, when he was uh, when he's with Orlando for his first couple of years, he was he did a couple of camps at our at Archbishop Mitty. Um, and then. Now he's kind of kind of moved away. He's kind of he had a base in Orlando, and then this past year in Denver, he really committed himself to just focusing on basketball. So he wasn't in San Jose much at all. So we didn't get a chance to see much, but uh, did connect with him early on in the season when they played Golden State for they had a preseason game, and then the following week was their first game, and that's all they played at at uh, Golden State for the year at home. So, but talking to him after the game, he was just you could feel that he felt that the team was special and they had, they had a good mindset. Whereas uh, speaking with him in Orlando, when he was with Orlando, it, he felt like uh, not everybody was all in on winning and you could feel the culture and the mindset there at Denver was at a high level back to where he was, he was comfortable with because um, he wasn't used to losing, you know, he had won at a high level in high school and in college. And it was, it was not something he wanted to get used to. <laughs> What parts of his playing style have stayed the same since high school? And kind of on the other side of that, what things have you noticed that he's improved upon and added to since? Yeah, well, I think uh, <clears throat> I think with Denver, it's really brought out everything that he did for us at Archbishop Mitty. Is that, you know, as a, as a freshman, sophomore, he played a lot in the post, you know, because he had such a good advantage. And then as he went to junior and senior, we needed him to be a little bit more of a facilitator and point guard just to help us bring the ball up. And you'll see that in Denver where he'll be the one that triggers the offense and kind of enters the offense at times. Um, and then, you know, you, you see that he'll, he'll get down and post a lot and they'll kind of beat up on the smaller guys. And uh, I think they really did that in game one of the, the heat series where he really exploited that matchups um, early on in that first game one where he scored almost 10 points or so. Uh, so that was something that, you know, he was able to do and rebounding and defending. He didn't get a, much attention for that in high school because his dunks were so impressive. So and nobody likes to talk about defense and rebounding. Um, you know, that, that's not the the glamorous stuff. So 
uh, he did, he did all of that for us. And he was, you know, just all about finding ways to win. Um, and he was, you know, comfortable with, with doing whatever it takes. And, uh, and he has that mindset in, uh, in Denver as well. Um, so that's, that's something that really carried over. Uh, something that he just keeps on improving is just his mindset, you know, and he, he had a great mindset and work ethic with us. And, you know, he's, he's kind of built it, built it, uh, more improved it every year. Uh, and one thing else is his, his three-point shooting. Um, his, his shot has been really smooth this last, uh, last year or so. Uh, so it's exciting to see, cause he's always looking to get better and improve his game. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table next year. He, he knew every position from the offensive standpoint for us. So we were able to plug him in any spot and he knew all the spots. So he was, he had a high basketball IQ and uh, he was comfortable in all of them. So kind of what, what, the, what the program needed, what the team needed, he was able to provide. So it was, it was on both ends where it was, yeah, he wanted to do that because he's a complete basketball player where he, you know, you want to, we want to look for basketball players where we don't want to, you know, pigeonhole them into one position. We want guys that know how to pass and shoot and, and know how to make basketball reads and kind of exploit mismatches. And that's something that he did with the best of them. One of the games, one of the announcers actually mentioned you um, and mentioned how he credited you for teaching him some of the defensive principles he still uses today. Could you elaborate a little bit on that and like maybe like what those are or how you teach your players those? Yeah, I, I think he, you know, he mentioned too that they were able to carry over to to the college and to the NBA. And a lot has to do with just, you know, the defensive mindset and your angles and everything. And each coach is going to have their own principles, whether they want to send people to the baseline or, you know, or keep them out of the middle or or whatever your principle is. But and the main thing is going to be, hey, can you keep your defender in front of you and keep your chest in front? and stay down and, um, and being on balance and winning space. Uh, so that's, that's one thing, you know, that's kind of, it's very general in from the concepts, but it's one thing that we, we really stressed and being able to work together as a team and, and cut off angles, um, and having, having being connected on defense, um, and as a team, um, and then being able to guard your, guard your man, you know, at least for three dribbles, um, so that's, that's some of the key, you know, keys that we talk about, but winning space and just keeping your head on the ball, um, are something that it's going to translate no matter which principle your coach has for, from a defense perspective, um, and just playing off the ball as well, which, what you need to do, um, from stunting to, um, to, to being, having awareness. And that's something that he, you know, he took into account. Um, something that we stressed that, like I said, he didn't get a lot of notice for from his defense and rebounding because he was always getting noticed for dunks. But uh, it was cool to see Mike Malone use a lot of similar t- terminology when they would do the the mic'd up situations where, you know, we talk about winning space and, and you talk about uh, if you care about winning, you're going to care about defense and rebound and, um, and stuff that we stressed where um, it's easy to say that you care about winning, but if you don't do the little things with defending and rebounding, uh, you're not really committed to it. So, um, so that was exciting to see that he would, he had kind of found a place that really understands what he brings to the table 
from a defensive perspective. And I know you spoke about watching his in-person games, but do you watch a lot of his games in general? And mm-hmm. kind of similar to the question I asked earlier, what what are your thoughts like and emotions like when watching him play? It it if you feel like a, a proud father, you know, watch watching <laughs> watching your son or um, but at the same point too, you feel like, Hey, you, you kind of yelling at the scream at times where he's like, Hey, get in there and rebound. You didn't go crash the board on that time. <laughs> so there's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a lot of emotions going through there from just the, you know, you being proud. And then also from coaches, like little things like, Oh, you could have fixed this. Uh, so I'm not trying to be just trying to enjoy the moment too, and recognize, Hey, he's playing at the highest level and, uh, having some perspective on that. But you definitely have mixed emotions when you're seeing seeing the possessions go on. And also, you know, whether it be a shot or something that he could have done or or they didn't call a foul, you know, you, you become like a parent too, saying, hey, that was a foul. So uh so you, it's definitely a, a rush of emotions that uh go through you when we watch him play. And and I love and definitely watch him a ton. When did you start playing basketball and what made you fall in love with the sport? Yeah, I I started playing when I was in about first grade and uh, really fell in love at that that first, when I was in first grade. Um, and I got to play up with third graders and I was a little bit bigger. Um, and as I got into fifth and sixth, you know, I read about, you know, players that the great the NBA greats that would wake up early in the morning and shoot. So uh, I had my mom getting up early with me to shoot, you know, at all hours. Um so that that's where I really felt that love and realized what you need to do to to make it. So I went on to play in college at Loyola Marymount for four years, and I was lucky enough to go play in uh, in Europe for six years. So uh, so that was kind of my basketball journey. But I w- I was always a gym rat where I loved to be in the gym and uh, know that I needed to keep getting better. So I think that's something that. Uh, Aaron and I were really able to bond with just being at the gym in all hours. And my wife didn't understand it at first, but uh, she, uh, it was, it was well worth the journey. And especially when, you know, we've got to be a part of their family and be there for him when he's at the draft and be there, you know, the other night uh, it's, it's something special to see something that you've worked with and go on this, this journey and, and had a, had a little bit of part in, uh, in, in that journey. And did you have any mentors yourself growing up that pursued you, or that inspired you to follow your passion for basketball? Definitely. Yeah. You know, like, like Aaron, I, I had my, I had my family and my, my friends, my mom, especially she was, she was the one that was a, a basketball player. Um, and she coached me in middle school. So she was, and she was my number one fan and rebounder, uh, growing up. And, uh, and then to my high school coach, John Grossi, uh, he, he really taught me how to compete and just showing me what it takes to win from a defensive and the rebounding perspective and, uh, really building off of that. And then my college coaches, uh, you know, they're, they, John Olive was a huge part of that. And then, uh, going on and when I played overseas, I was able to kind of, pick apart what I liked and and what I could use because I didn't see, think I was going to be coaching at first, but looking back, I, I kind of stole things from, from all of these guys that 
that helped me on my coaching career. Um, but, uh, but I think my high school coach was the one that really, you know, that's a big, it's a huge age for you. And it's, it's very important, you know, when you have a great mentor that kind of instills what it means to compete and what it takes, takes to be successful. Um, so I wanted to kind of be that for, for guys that I'm, that are playing for me. How would you describe your coaching style and how you go about what your mentality is when coaching and mentoring young athletes? Yeah, I like to think that um, uh, that our main things that we focus on is our mental toughness and our, our competing. And when we think about mental toughness, I always talk come back to controlling what you can control. And that's being able to control your emotions when things aren't going well. Can you get on to the next play? Um, and Aaron really bought into that. And we had a mental skills coach that helped with us. And uh, when it was kind of new and now it's, you know, very common. Um, so that was big for us is not letting referees affect you, not letting, you know, missed shots affect you. And if you can control your mind and have that power for your mind, um, you become, you have a chance to be really successful and whether it's basketball or off the court situations. So really try to stress that. And then we talk about competing and I, I like to use competition where it's not, you're not competing against someone else, but you're trying to be the best version of yourself and you're striving and you're striving together um, as a team. So learning to do that, uh, those are our two main focuses we do with from our team. And those are what we're built on. Uh, so really focusing on, you know, defending rebound and sprinting the floor because those are things that are in, in our control, no matter what, whether things are going bad or good. So really try to base, base how successful we are on if we're taking care of that, because I like to tell our guys, if, if you could make every shot, you would do it every time, but you don't have control of that. So, uh, and if you did, you wouldn't be here with us. You'd already be in the NBA if you made every shot. <laughs> so that's that's a big thing we try to try to st stress is just uh, being able to to control what you control, and then uh, and then having that competitiveness where you're trying to be the best version of yourself for the team, and and things usually work out when you when you have that mindset. What would you say are some of the challenges you face coaching high school athletes? I think the big challenges nowadays are social media is a challenge because everyone's comparing themselves and especially for guys with college offers, if somebody doesn't have college offers, they're, they're freaking out where, Hey, this guy has it, but I don't. Um, I also think it's always a challenge to deal with the outside influences and that could be family, that could be friends, that could be other coaches or telling hey, you should be doing this, this, or this. And uh, it's it's challenging for someone to be successful on the team when you want to please, please the parents, also please your coach, but it might be conflicting, you know, things that they're focusing on. Uh, so when they go out and play, they're not playing free and they, they can kind of lead to some stress and anxiety. So I think those are some of the, like, the main problems that, some of our student athletes are having and it, and it causes a conflict for them to be successful. Um, so I always try to come back to controlling what you can control and just that, uh, you know, your mindset and focusing on the main things. Back to Aaron Gordon a little bit. What was he like off the court when he wasn't playing? 
he was he was one of the best teammates where he was one of the guys and uh he brought people together he was he was very he was joking all the time he loved to have a good time uh so he was he's an easy person to hang around uh, whether with his peers or with adults when he was in high school he he was he had a very high social iq and can read situations so he he was a great combination of basketball player and and human being just because he he had a good good spirit about him um and that was one thing i noticed just being in denver is that he was the one that kind of brought the team together that um his friends were letting me know that he would have people over his house all the time with the team just bringing them together to hang out and kind of bond um and you saw it at the the celebration where you know, we got to hang out at his house after, and sure enough, you had at least 10 guys and, and the coach come through. So, um, you know, that's pretty special when he's got a, a great bond, when he's able to bring guys together, especially on a night of celebration like that. What was your favorite part about coaching him? I think the favorite, my favorite part was he was such a great teammate uh, and and made his teammates better. And, you know, I had a, bu a bunch of college coaches come in and and they would tell me just you don't realize how lucky you are to have Aaron with his personality because they do dealt with so many top five recruits who just didn't have the perspective that Aaron did and had huge egos and, you know, weren't about the team and it made the coaches lives miserable, whereas he made he made my life easier and made me, you know, he made me a great coach because he, he was able to help us win. Uh, so I think that's that's my favorite memory is that he's just a great human being. who's also, by the way, a great basketball player and made his teammates better and uh, was able to find ways to win. Um, one, one good story is that uh, when he was a junior, we were playing in a tournament in San Diego and he was really sick and he would play and then he'd go back to the hotel room and sleep all day. And then when we got back from it, you know, we were going to start up league play in a few days. And they, his mom and dad took him to the hospital. And they said, hey, well, he actually has mono. So he had been playing with mono. And sometimes you have to worry about that, you know, where you can get even more deathly ill if you get hit or something. But uh, the doctor said he was okay. And, you know, he could still play if needed. Um, but he was just barely hanging on. So we had our first league game and he said, Hey, if you really need me coach, you know, throw me in. And, uh, but I was hoping we didn't have to use him. And uh, of course the game came down to the wire and he hadn't played all game and he's, he wanted to go in. My brother was not, he was assistant coach. Didn't want me to throw him in. Cause Hey, you're going to mess up his points per game. And, uh, and Aaron's like, Aaron's like, I don't care about that. We just, we got to win this game for, to win the league just to get us started. And uh Sure enough, we, you know, we put him in and he goes in and gets two rebounds, gets an easy assist and gets a bucket and, you know, maybe played three or four minutes at the fourth quarter at the end and just sealed the victory. And that, and that's, this kind of sums up who he is as a teammate and as a competitor and, and his mindset. Yeah. I, th I think the big thing is that uh, Aaron just had so much, he was, he was able to take knowledge from anybody and he was, he was able to take, you know, his parents had so much to do with his success. His brother and sister had so much, 
you know, I had a little piece with me in his high school, the other, his other high school coaches, he would, he would be able to take any feedback and kind of process it. And then, Hey, did this help me? Or does this, can I use this? And he was able to look people in the eyes and accept it. And even if it was nonsense, and there's a lot of times that it would, that some random fan would come up and tell him, you need to do this, this, or this. But he was such a good human. He's like, he would stare him in the eyes and look like, you know, look at them like they're the most important person. And then, but he had, he was wise enough to like say, Hey, okay, that was, I don't need that. Just let it out. But he gave that person the time. Um, and then going on, and then as he got older he's, with his trainers, he's had a bunch of trainers that have helped him become successful. Um, and then also, you know, his other coaches that he has, and he's able to pull information and uh, skills from them that just kind of add to his toolbox. And I think that's, that's something special that you don't see where, where a lot of people get tuned down and won't take feedback. Um, but he's one of the special ones where he can kind of absorb it and process it and, and, and use what can help him. Um, so that's where he's very unique at that. Any advice for other coaches who are trying to make their players stars and get them want to see them reach that professional level? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you got to have those, you know, the accountability to hold them to a high standard because uh, we had our ups and downs too with Aaron, you know, where he he kind of towed the line. He's a high school kid um, and just being able to be real, just have a have a good connection with them where you can hold them accountable, but also enjoy being with them and uh, and helping them grow to to become the best they can be if they, you know, if they want to throw themselves into this. Um, and that's, that's always the challenge is you got to have student athletes that are bought into what you're doing, um, and what it takes to be great. And we were lucky enough that Aaron was fully bought in. Do you have any like hopes or wishes for his future? I mean, you already said he kind of, he hit that top of the mountain. Yeah. Where's up from here? Well, I think with, with Denver and what they have building, they have a chance to become a dynasty, you know, and I, and with their core intact and they have a chance to keep improving and getting better. And even Aaron, you know, they, they won the championship, but now, now they become the hunted, you know, which is, it becomes even tougher. And you, then you're going to have to start fighting the, you know, the disease of me, everyone's going to think that they were the reason they did this. And as a team, that's tough to battle when more people want recognition for, for being successful. So that's going to be something that they have to fight um, and just the complacency. So I I'm excited because it's going to be a new challenge where it's, you know, it's almost easier when you're fighting up that hill and trying to get it, but staying up there and not getting complacent and not uh, and being able to battle that thinking that you're so great and you don't have to do much. It's a, it's a huge challenge, uh, especially as a human, just, to kind of have that perspective. So I'm looking forward to that because Aaron's definitely, you know, mentally strong, but this is going to be even a new, a new challenge for him. So I'm excited to see how he does, he deals with it and his teammates deal with it. Um, and he still has so much more room to grow a bas from a basketball perspective. He, he still has some skills that he can improve um, that he's going to challenge himself. So, and then I think, you know, sky's the limit for him after basketball, whether he wants to get into, you know, his singing career, his acting career, his, you know, I, I feel like he could probably be an announcer and he could be a great coach. Uh, he, 
you know, the world is his oyster with, with his talents um, and his personality. Uh, you know, it's, he's somebody you want to be around. So I'm excited to see what it has, you know, what the, what the world has in store for him. We thank Tim Kennedy for taking the time to speak with us and stay tuned for more engaging and timely coverage here and on our website. I'm Annabella Liuzzi. Thank you for listening.